Welcome to the Perspectives with Catherine Toon podcast. Right, everybody. I am really excited today. I'm having so much fun getting to know our guests today. Uh, and I feel a little remiss because it's taken a while to for me to reach out and get him on the program. And I'm I, I, I'm finally glad we we did that. So Dr. Roy E. Richmond, I'm so happy to have you on. I'm glad to be here, Catherine. Appreciate you allowing me to come. Yeah, it's it's uh, uh, Dr. Richmond has so much revelation that's really kind of kind of exploding the box. I was going to say outside the box, but it's kind of exploding the boxes, which is wonderful uh, and so life giving. And I know you're going to uh, really uh, enjoy. Uh, what what he's sharing tonight. So let me, um, I have, you had a little bit of a bio or more kind of almost like a tagline, but uh, internationally known pastor, scribe, scriptural translator, teacher, author, and I love this last one, liquid artist. So I wouldn't ask you what a liquid artist is. What is a liquid artist? <laughs> well, um, you, know, I, you know, I've been sick for quite a while. So back about two years ago or whatever, I was watching somebody paint on YouTube and it just really got my attention. And I heard really loud in my, I, I believe those spirits said, you can do this. So I started painting on records. I started painting on, uh, on uh, canvas and people started buying from me, my, my family. And I thought, well, they're just been nice to me. But then all of a sudden strangers started buying from me, but it's, you, you put layers. I, I might have one in here. I think, well, I don't. But you put layers of different colors of paint on a canvas and you move it around until you like what it is. And then that's it. And it comes up with all kinds of patterns. And uh, it's pretty amazing. And so I did it for about two years. It really helped me a lot, just seeing all that color. And then I decided to get back to publishing my book. So I stopped. So I tell people I'm not painting anymore. So you better buy one because they're going to be worth millions of dollars. When you are, they're in limited supply. So get yours today. It's your investment. Now, I have a Facebook page. It's Roy E. Richmond Liquid Art. And so that's where really? I, most of those are sold, but some of them are still there. How wonderful. Well, that I, I had to ask you about that because I read that. I was like, what is that? That's sounding fascinating. Yeah. So you have written a ton of books and I know you have some sort of older versions that you're uh, handling and some uh, newer versions that have more of your uh, revelation. Now, you've been in, in ministry for how many decades now? Uh, close, to 40, <laughs> close to 40 years. Wow. Pretty close to 40 years. I started uh, back, uh, I grew up in a church for 38 years. My first 10 years was Pentecostal holiness, and that's where I got a lot of my, for up to 10 years old, you can get a lot of sin consciousness, you know. And then my dad and mom joined a non-denominational church, and we went there for 38 years. I became a uh, associate pastor there for many, many years, and uh, didn't learn a lot. You know, it was a lot about how make sure you pay your tithes and work and please the church. And, but in 88, 1988, the Lord began to really help me. I was driving uh, on a hunting trip one time and my, <clears throat> my best friend was the adult Sunday school class teacher at that time. And he was just preaching his head off to me, quoting scripture, quoting Malcolm Smith. And he followed him. And I silently prayed, Lord, help me to get to where I can quote scripture like this and explain it. 
And lo and behold, about three months later, him and his wife left the church, and I was turned over to that Sunday school class, and I found a minister in Jacksonville, Oregon, by the name of John Corson. He's a four-square preacher. And so I studied under him from 1988 to to 1996, and I transcribed everything he taught every year. He taught all the way through the Bible every year. And I transcribed that, and I learned what I call the surface level of the Bible. How to be a good husband, how to be a good wife, how to be a good church member. Everything was physical. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I met Gary Garner in 1996 and that's where i began to learn what's called the redemptive view and that's from 1996 to 2004 and i never heard anything like it before and it was about how jesus did everything for us and jesus brought life to us and you know everything that the mainstream western evangelical christianity teaches six steps to the throne i crucified died very quick race and seated paul's system of truth and that's where i learned that and then uh, Brother Garner passed away, and I came into a relationship with Kay Fairchild. You know, Kay, I know you do. You've interviewed her. No, and love Kay. So just put that in there. Awesome. And so we are best of friends. We talk yeah. almost daily. Sometimes I call her four or five times a day, but I always find gold mines I want to share with her. But uh, after we finished teaching uh, 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 No Penal Substitution, which I'm sure you know about that. I wrote the three books. It took me about three years to do that. Uh, all of a sudden, the Lord just began to catapult me and her too, and more of a spiritual, allegorical, metaphysical. You know, there's all kinds of words you can talk about it, but learning the spiritual side. So all that time out there in what I would say the outer court and holy place, I probably wrote close to 80 to 100 books, and wow. I never published them. I just printed them out in notebooks. And taught them and provided them for people. And then uh, I was going to delete them all, but the Spirit just quickened me that that's where most people are at today. And that's a stair step mm-hmm. that people need to hear. So I'm publishing those. And I published, I think I've published uh, 18 of them so far, probably be about another 40 before I get done. And then I've published over 30 that from, from my spiritual understanding of the Bible. So I've got quite a few books. And so uh, they're all two. Huh? I said maybe one or two. Are they all available on your website? Well, the, the ones that are on the redemptive work of Jesus Christ are on, on uh, Amazon under Dr. Okay. Roy E. Richmond or Dr. Roy Edward Richmond. And then my current books are with Lulu.com. And I, I'll post I'll give you a link that you can probably post when you share. Yes, this definitely. Uh, and those are there. And eventually I'm going to move everything to 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 uh, Amazon. Very so. nice. You know what I you know what it strikes me about that is the loveliness and kindness of God to that who values the step you're on. Right. So yes. he's saying, you know, don't get rid of that step. It's an important step. Now keep on stepping. But he like, you know, the Holy Spirit leading us and guiding us into all truth. Um, Stair stepping is actually part of the process. And so if that's where we're at, he meets us at the step we're at, which is so encouraging, you know, because we're all we're all growing. But I I think that's so beautiful because there's there's treasure at that step. But keep on going. Is that that be fair? That's right. That's right. And the problem is, is, uh, people get stuck. 
mm. particularly ministers. Uh, yeah. uh, one of my pastors, the one that taught me the redemptive work, Paul's system of truth, or Paul's seven pillars of truth, was Gary Garner in Danville, Arkansas. And he he was always, he made a statement all the time, the enemy to what God's showing you today is the people that stuck in where you are yesterday. And a lot of times you don't realize you think that you have an enemy, but sometimes it's yourself. Sometimes you're stuck, you know, because people, we get to this place where we think this is all there is to it and there's nothing else. And the, the church, the Western evangelical Christianity has never allowed us to study anything from the Middle East, from, you know, the, 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 the great masters and that were alone way before we've ever been here. I mean, America's only how, how, well, a little over 200 years old. And, right. and we, we think we know everything there is about the Bible and everything there is about God. And we're just fooling ourselves. It's, and so it's hubris. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's out there now. Internet has opened a great window for us to discover some tremendous truths. And it helps us now that we can really mine the word out. Because Job said, surely there's a place where the gold is fine, the silver is fine, and the gold is mine. And silver, we used to say it's redemption, but it actually means kinship, the, it's kinship with God. And the gold means divine nature. So there is a place that we can mine that out. And that's what we're doing. I'm a miner. I'm a miner of the word. And I mine that out. And it's just right under the surface level. And it's the spiritual understanding. And so, yes, yes outer court, holy yeah, place, most holy place. There is uh, uh, Passover, Pentecost, tabernacles. Then there's concubines. Queens, I mean concubines, virgins, concubines, and queens, and then there's thirty-fold, uh, sixty-fold, hundred-fold, and then little children, sons and daughters. Those are all uh, maturity processes in your awareness, not you, but in your awareness. Yeah, yes. And they all they all picture that. And Isn't the truth it? is, really, there's no such word as virgin in the Bible anywhere. We'll talk about that later. But there never wasn't. It was always damsel or one set apart. Beautiful. Wow. That's so powerful. I, and I love the, you know, it's the other thing that I, I think is so beautiful is the poetry that points to the deeper truth, right? That would, you know, that we tend to miss with our Western mindsets that try to get everything in a box and tick it off. Like we understand it, right. but there's poetry and allegory and the way to, to mine into the depths of things that are hidden for us to be mined. Yes. And I, I love that. And I love the yeah. different layers. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I just grew up in church. I mean, I was always busy working, taking care of my family and really my 38 years in that church. I don't think I ever really learned anything at all, you know, because yeah. they just get up and preach sermons. They preach about giving, how to be more faithful. And then when they teach Leviticus, we fall asleep, <laughs> you know, things like that. <laughs> and not teaching against my pastor. I loved him very much. True. But there, there, there came that time and Father answered that prayer. And I got an insatiable appetite for the word at, in 1988. And I ended up with a library of over 850 books where I read most of them. And they were boring. They were commentaries. But I was just, I was just, I just had to know more and I couldn't quit. And it's inside of me. I, I transcribed a lot. I used to type 110 words a minute. So every minister I ever studied under, I transcribed their sermons. And I would listen to their tapes at least six or seven times and then transcribe them. That's that's how I went to school. That's how I got the master's degree. 
I have four degrees, but I also have the master's degree. The, ma- the capital M master's degree. I love that's, that's that. That's the father. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that insatiable appetite that is satisfying, but you want more, which is so God, you know, it's oh, beautiful. I can't quit. You know, my body is with all these diseases I have that's not doesn't belong to me. Uh, I should be just sitting there in my recliner and wasting away, but there, I can't. And this is what ministers to me. And I spend probably six or seven, eight hours a day in here studying, writing, answering questions, talking to people. And I love it. I live for that. You know, I, I like this. I like to say, like Jesus said to Mary Magdalene in that recent movie, he said, I'm here for you. And that's what I feel like. I'm here for people. It's so beautiful. You know, and I, what's so lovely, you just feel the love behind that. There's so much life that flows out of you and this motive of love to share what has been a labor of love with the person who is love, right? And so you're, and that sharing that to bring life and help us uh, uh, resonate at a higher frequency so that- that manifests from us. That's so, so beautiful. So now we were talking about the three steps of awareness. Yes. Um, yes. Did you want to elaborate? There's more there. I know. So yes, I, well, I will. I just, there's uh, you know, brother Garner used to use outer court, holy place, most holy place. Mm-hmm. And they used to teach that outer court was where people uh, were, where they got saved. That's where they got saved. And I say, got your ticket to heaven now. Mm-hmm. And then, then he taught that uh, holy place was where you got filled with the Holy Spirit. And they talked about when they talked about the garments of the high priest, they talked about that's where you got your robe, your blue robe. Mm-hmm. And then most holy places where you were trying to get to, which is a place that you were totally in tune with Father, living out of the cool of the day. But we never quite was getting there yet. And so but, probably but because truth, we didn't realize we were already there. We were already there. There was no right. place to go whatsoever. And so outer court today would be people who have come to the knowledge of God and they thought they needed to get saved because they were taught they needed to get saved, but they're always trying to make atonement for something they've done wrong. You know, I always thought it was funny, Catherine, before I came to the church, they told me I was a sinner. And then after I came and I said their sinner's prayer, I was still a sinner, right? You're just a sinner saved by grace. Right. So that was that control and not our pastors. It's the system that's been around for years and years. It was a control that was built into that to keep us feeling less than. Yeah. And then I don't want to offend anybody, but then they came up with a Trinity and they, they put the father and the son of the Holy Ghost so high that we can't touch anyone. And God's out there on a planet somewhere. And Jesus is somewhere. We don't know where, but we still pray to Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, and so, but the Bible says the Lord our God is one. Mm-hmm. And also the Bible says that God is spirit. Mm-hmm. And they who worship, which means ascertain and seek and desire to know him. And I don't like to use the word him, but Father, they must do so in spirit and in truth. And so that's why I say we must study the metaphysical understanding of the Bible, which is other than physical and it's spiritual. And then we, we study that truth. And so they were stuck out there. And there's billions of people stuck out there in what you would say the outer court. They they still feel like they're sinners and they're just hoping the day they die or the day a rapture comes that they'll they will repent it for everything and they'll be ready to go. And then there are people that like happened to me 
is I met a minister that understood what they call the, re, it's called the redemptive view theology. Mm-hmm. And so that's when they begin to uh, teach what, not what Paul said, but what the translator said Paul said. And what the translator said that Jesus said, because the, the scripture has been grossly mistranslated. Mm-hmm. And so there, so there is some understanding about crucified, died, buried, because Jesus was crucified. And he did die and he was buried, but it wasn't because God needed him to. And it wasn't because we needed to him to. That's called penal substitution. Yes. That means somebody has to die on behalf of another. Sin has to be paid for, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but the control in that is, mm-hmm. let's just say, let's just say that I am a murderer mm-hmm. and you're my wife mm-hmm. and they catch me. I'm a mass murderer and I, they, I go before the judge and they find me guilty and he sentenced me to death. And then you come in and say, Judge, I love my husband. I don't want him to die. May I die for him? Mm-hmm. And the judge says, I've never seen such love. Yes, you can. So mm-hmm. they take you out and they execute you. Mm-hmm. And you died for me. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the problem with that? You still had a murder. Right. And see, that's that's the catch. Mm-hmm. If, if Jesus died for us, mm-hmm. we're still sinners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're sinners saved by grace. So we can Nothing that. changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So he did not die for us. I wish I had the scripture. I should write it down. But the the Jews drug him before Pilate, the Jewish leaders, and they said, we have a law. He must die. He declares himself and that said to be the son of God. But it really means a son of God. Mm -hmm. He says he's the son of God and he must die because they believe the nation Israel was the son of God, not individual people. Oh, so interesting. They wanted him to die. They're the ones that put him on the cross. Yes, They're they did. The ones that allowed the Romans to kill him. Mm-hmm. But Jesus did that. And I know you heard Kay explain it better than I do. But Jesus did that to show us something. And he 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 showed the lie of religiosity. Mm-hmm. He showed the lie of doing to be. And he showed us how powerful we, we are by him resurrecting himself. He raised his energy level up and he resurrected himself and he brought himself out of that grave. And he wasn't he wasn't that that a gardener that Mary thought he was, mm-hmm. because when Mary said called him Jesus, if you look at it in the translation, he said, who me, Jesus? No, not me. That's exactly what it says in the translation. Mm-hmm. But he was a messenger. He was a messenger that appeared, could have been out of out of slow down the visibility or he could have just walked there and appeared at that time. Mm-hmm. But Jesus, Jesus showed us how powerful that we are. And the redemptive view hides that. Hmm. And then it causes us to pray to Jesus and ask Jesus for everything. And right. so what we've done is we made an idol out of Jesus. Hmm. Just like in Buddhism, mm-hmm. they, made, they, they made Buddha an idol. He didn't want that. Mm-hmm. In fact, Jesus in the book of Revelation, he was talking to John and John bowed down to him. He said, don't worship me, worship the father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe Jesus is still here. Wow. You wouldn't recognize him if he showed up, would you? I don't think so. Nobody would. Yeah. Because he appeared in different forms after he yeah. he, he he left talking to the disciples. So. Wow. Fascinating. What did you ask me? <laughs> I got off. Um, of we were just talking about the 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 outer court. In okay. The, okay. The okay. Most holy place. So that that's the the most the holy place should be a place of intense learning spiritual truth. That's what it should have been. Mm. John was in in the spirit. He had said on the Lord's day. Well, the Lord's day is any day that you get into the spirit. 
And he, right. he, after he had written his revelation and his understanding, after Jesus taught him out in the desert, he went out into the desert with Jesus and Jesus taught him and the scenes. And, and uh, I think he taught the disciples later on. But so it says he was in spirit on the Lord's day and he was at the table of showbread, which represents the gospel. He was feeding on the bread and the wine. Uh, where we were taught, he was feeding on crucified, died, buried, quick and raised and seated, you know, and then us with them. But he was feeding on the gospel, and when he drank that wine of joy, he he it was a joyous occasion because he he began to see with his third eye, his single eye. Mm-hmm. And he turned and he saw when like the Son of Man in the midst of the church, because that's what the golden candlestick represents. Three day three I think about three or four verses later, it says the golden candlestick is the church, which is all mankind. So right. literally, John saw what Jesus tried to show the disciples earlier. He saw God in people. Beautiful. They, some people like to say Christ, but I personally prefer using contact because when you look at the root word to Christ, it actually means contact. So I like to say contact with God is your hope of glory, not Christ. But sometimes when you say Christ, people think you're talking about Jesus, mm-hmm. and it's not at all. It's just talking about an anointed one. Right. Interesting. Wow. Wow. That's powerful. So, so the most holy place to me is walking in the cool of the day that Adam did, the first race of man did. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the phrase, the cool of the day in the Greek and the Hebrew, it's Ruach ah, and it's the spirit. spirit. It's mm-hmm. the spirit realm. So that's that we don't have to go to another room. We're already there. We just need to wake up to who it is. Isn't that beautiful? And there we see that we're married to the father because in, in the Old Testament, Father said, I will meet you between the cherubim. That's the tr- that's the translation. But the word means meet, and the word between wasn't there. So he said, I am married to the cherubim, and we're the cherubim. Cherubim are people of blessing. Mm-hmm. So when you get in that place, you realize, I am one with God. I'm the plural of God. I'm the son of God. I'm there, And there's no separation whatsoever. And so that's it. And we're there already. It's Is just we got to wake up to it. Yeah, and so that's really what the what the challenge is. It's an awakening up of a, of awareness of what already is. Yes. Yes. Apostle Paul said, "Awake to righteousness and sin not." Mm-hmm. Awake to righteousness. Righteousness is is uh, uh, you can you can see it's 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 the kingdom of God. It's an understanding of who you are. You're right wise, and the word sin is a mistaken identity. So when you wake up to who you are, you're not going to have that mistaken identity. Mm-hmm. And nobody can put it on you anymore either. Isn't that beautiful? Nobody can ever tell me again that I'm a sinner. Mm-hmm. Nobody can tell me that speak anything over me because I know who I am now. As a son of God, absolutely. It's As beautiful. You're a daughter of God. Daughter, every of place you see son of God in the Bible, it said it's a son of God. Yes. Absolutely. It said the only begotten son. Mm-hmm. One of the translations I looked up, it said stay, the only one that stayed in his original birth state. Oh, wow. That's he never, Mary kept him apart from the Jewish system, and she taught him in the scenes, and he never had a mistaken identity. He always knew who he was. That's be, which is why he was without sin. That's right. And that's Stay why he could identity. do what he uh-huh. did. Mm-hmm. No. That's beautiful, because we we do out of who we think we are. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's incredible. Explain something to me because I I haven't explained to me this concept of the single eye. Where is that? What does that mean exactly? Well, the uh, 
the people over in the Middle East, I guess, the Buddhas and all that, they call it the third eye. Mm-hmm. And, but the Bible says single eye, so it's the same thing. And so let your eye be single. Let your eye be single. So mm-hmm. when you're looking with these two eyes, you're looking at physical understanding. You're seeing mm-hmm. by the seeing of the eye when the Bible talks about that. Yeah. And all you see is physical. But when you learn to see by the spirit, it's mm-hmm. it's also a voice that you hear. And mm-hmm. Kay talks about it being the pineal gland. Right. They've literally done studies. They've done MRIs or x-rays or whatever. I think MRIs. And when people are, are thinking spiritual thoughts, maybe they're singing praises. What That pineal gland lights up. Right now, our pineal gland is lighting up because we're speaking spiritual truths. Beautiful. So it's, it's like the Bible says, he who has an ear to hear, mm-hmm. let him hear. And he who has an eye to see, let him see. It doesn't say eyes. It doesn't say ears. So mm-hmm. it's talking about your spiritual eye and your spiritual, spiritual eye and your spiritual ear. Yes. Love it. No. That's beautiful. Let and your so eye be single. So see from the spirit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. That's beautiful. So when father speaks to you, father speaks to your thoughts and it sounds like you talking. Mm-hmm. You, ever, you recognize that? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. No. No. <laughs> yeah. Because, because he's using your thoughts. He's, he's because how did Jesus say, I, I never, do anything i don't hear my father say and i never i mean i don't say anything i don't hear my father say i don't see anything that i don't do anything that i don't see my father do it's mm-hmm. all because he, he sees it with a single eye Beautiful. and he's one with father and we are too literally we can see with god's eyes and that's what Beautiful. love is that when Isn't you start it? seeing with god's eyes you see love without a cause that's what agape love is it's love without a cause Wow. Because if there's a because there, and the because goes away, then I don't love you anymore. Wow. So so it's kind of like the cause is kind of like a, a condition. Like, yes. it, right. And oh. so if you have to jump through this hoop to get me to love, it's not love. Yeah. So I always use my wife, for example, when I'm teaching all the time, when I saw my wife, I mean, she was this beautiful 16-year-old young lady. And I always told her her calves on her feet, her, I was a fisherman, so they look like a bass, you know. And I'm just kidding with her, but but she's not that 16 year old girl anymore. She's she's 70 now. And so when you turn 70, some of that goes away a little bit. But if that's the only reason I loved her, then my love would wane. Exactly. You know, and that's and it's not really love anyway, right? Right. And so what we've been taught to do is I love God because because he's blessed me, because he's done this, because mm-hmm. well, what happens if what you want's not happening? Do you still right. love God? Right. You know, so exactly. or ways. or does that mean he doesn't love you because That's you didn't right. get you had an expectation that help. God just wasn't going to jump through the hoop or whatever, yes. or he yeah. or or it's taking some time, yes. and so we're projecting lovelessness onto the one who is love. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's 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 amazing. I it love that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting because when I'm, I'm just meditating on this single eye, let your eye be single. Isn't that interesting? So, and, and it kind of reminds me, does this connect to like James where, uh, you know, that we, that we need to, um, uh, that when we're tossed to and fro, right, we, I mean, we are kind of single in our, in our understanding so that we're, just all over the map and we're not settled right. in the truth of who we are, the truth of who God is. Um, yeah. Who, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. 
so that that's that's just reading the Bible with my physical eyes. Mm-hmm. That's just listening to sermons and with my physical ear. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's it's blah 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 the same stuff over and over and over, and nothing's happened. And so that's that's what that means. And so it's not hard to do. All we have to do is say, Father, I recognize that there's a spiritual truth to this word. It's much greater than a written word. And I'm 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 ready. I'm I'm giving you the uh, I'm yielding to the power of my divine mind because there's only one mind. I, I don't have another mind. I've got a brain and I've got an awareness, and I'm yielding that to the divine mind. And I talk to the divine mind all the time. And I talk to spirit. And I say, I don't say the spirit, I don't say Holy Spirit, I am spirit, and I talk to spirit, and I say, Spirit, I am yours, and I yield to you. And when I study, I do the same thing. And I set, and particularly when I'm going through Romans right now, I'll read two or three of my translated verses, and then I'll just wait for a word to pop out. And I hear it, or a phrase, or whatever, and then Spirit leads me all over the place to teach what I to write what I'm teaching. Isn't that beautiful? That's operating out of that seamless union, right? That seamless yes. union, right? Wow, that's that is that is so powerful, and that's when it actually really gets exciting. Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I, I told Kay the other day. I was talking. I said, "Kay, this is coming so fast. I can't even hardly slow down." And I just want to. I want to do so much. I'm I'm writing two books myself. I'm doing a metaphysical understanding of the Book of John. And then I'm teaching Romans and writing it. And then I'm 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 writing the book for Kay's What About Those Bodies? And I'm fighting the res- I'm trying to resist fighting writing our book on effortless living, you know, because but it's just it, there's just too much. Mm-hmm. And it's it's gotta be it's gotta be captured. People need this. They need it bad. Well, yes, they do, because it's it's life. Um, yes. wow, that's amazing. Uh so now for those that, you know, it's interesting because there people get triggered, right, with yeah. certain words. And I, you know, I just nobody panic. This is all good. So um when you say metaphysical, meta means what in between above? Other, other than. Other than. Other, other than. than physical. Several right. several years ago. Uh, when Brother Garner was my pastor, I had a really good friend, a, a new friend, but a good friend, and I had him teaching. I let him teach on Sundays every once in a while. And I, all of a sudden, I found out he was teaching from uh, the metaphysical understanding. Well, I didn't know what that was. And he started saying that wherever you're at, that's what God, that's where God wants you, which I did not agree with that. So I stopped him. Uh, Brother Garner said, you got to stop him from teaching. So ignorantly, I stopped him from teaching. And then I called him. He's, he died from COVID last year, but I called him about six months before that. I said, Tom, I got to let you know I'm preaching the metaphysical understanding of the Bible now. He just started crying his eyes out. Aww. See, if I would have stayed with him back then, I probably would have gone a lot further now. Mm-hmm. But it, Because the church is afraid of those words. They're afraid of consciousness. I mean, when we started teaching consciousness, it's like, oh, those people are new age. And consciousness is in the Bible. Right. And single eye is in the Bible. All of this is in the Bible. Yes. Yes. So meta just means other than physical. Physical, which is really, you know, where how how we're supposed to be relating uh, to God, God is spirit. So, um, which is beautiful. So it's kind of bringing back these words that in some ways you were talking about Eastern religion and and New Age and all that. they're they're tracking with God things, but yep. we've gotten so um uh I don't know fearful uh 
and rigid in our understanding that we're not embracing things that are God things because wow. we're holding on to a to Christianity versus holding on to God, right? And and yeah. how God is, That's is right. operating. Jesus um, was not a Christian. Yeah. What a concept. He was yes. not a Christian. No, I mean, he wasn't. didn't come along for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't call my Christian. I'm not a Christian. I'm a believer. I believe yeah. in oneness. Yeah. I believe that we're all sons and daughters of God and we're oh, all yes. one. And uh, is, I believe, I believe yeah. there are people on this earth that are many hundred years old right now. I, I'm studying the masters of the Far East and a master, the word dominion means master. When God gave dominion, he gave us mastership. And the first thing that we have to master is this. Mm-hmm. We try to master out, out there. And when, mm-hmm. we, when we begin to master this and the thoughts up here and all that, then we become masters. And literally, we can raise our energy level where we live a completely different life. And these people have done everything that Jesus did. In fact, Jesus has appeared to them and mm-hmm. talked to them and taught them. And, yeah. I, and I believe it with all my heart. It's true. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, God to say there is one spirit. So where yeah. someone would say, well, that's a demonic whatever. Um, yeah. God said there was one spirit, right? And so yeah, one baptism. One there's mm-hmm. only one, there's only one power, one mind, one spirit, one body. That's all there is. There is no evil. The Bible uh, does not have the word evil in the text anywhere. It's all translated evil. Every place you look, it just says bad. There are bad things, and some people do things really bad, but there is no evil person on this planet. They're just, they do bad things. Did you know some daughters that, of God that don't know who they are. Yes. Did you know that Hitler, the reason Hitler did what he did, I studied it, his dad was a Jew. Mm-hmm. His dad taught him to hate people mm-hmm. and taught him to do horrible things. And so when he got older, he hated his dad, and he wanted to kill every Jew that he could kill. That's where that came from. He was shaped to do what he did from his dad. Right. That is. So he was a good person, Mm -hmm. but something happened that that shaped his life to do what he did. Mm -hmm. And people don't like that. They, they get, they get real mad about that. They, and, and which goes to say, because, you know, if, 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 if he were created evil, now we're, we're accusing God of creating evil. Right. Right. And, and so, right. And, and no, so a son of God that didn't know who he was and out of that place did really, yeah. I'm going to say evil things, even though it may not be in the Bible, yeah. it was yeah. evil things um, because he didn't know who he was. And that, that's the danger because yeah. we don't know who we are. I just don't like to use evil because it makes it people when they think of evil, they think of demons and devils. Yeah. Which, no such thing as those whatsoever. Right. Right. So, yeah, that's right. It's kind of, it leads you down that thing. Just a level of bad. <laughs> yes, there is a level of bad. In it. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying here, even though they're bad, I can mm-hmm. still see them as a son of God. Of course. God sees them that way. Mm-hmm. And if my children did really bad things, I would still love them and they're still my child. Exactly. That's my point. It no matter just... how bad it is, we right. can have empathy for them. Absolutely. And of course, God, God doesn't change his, how he views them. He knows no. who they are. They don't know who they are, but no. he knows twice, who they are. And love is never up for grabs. Otherwise it's not love. Yeah. That's right. Twice in scripture, he says, I see that I see the end from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So father doesn't even see our mark missings. 
Father only sees us perfect. That's true. Because that's how he knows. Because love sees 2020. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Where there is no time in spirit whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. And that's where he keeps no records of wrongs, right? And all of that. So he's not a, a record keeper. You would need to be a record keeper if you were someone who required missing the mark of who you are to punish that. Right. But that's not what it's about. Right. No, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so, uh, so freeing, uh, that, so, yeah. So, um, anything else you want to share about the Holy of Holies or, I mean, we've gone so many different directions. This is great. Well, It's just, it's just, you know, it's just, a, a, a learning how to live out of your spirit. You know, Kay and I wrote, uh, she taught it first, and then I transcribed it and added to it. We, we wrote living out of our spiritual resources. Yeah. It needs to be updated, but we just don't have time to do it with this new understanding that we're going through. But it's just literally, it's just daily leave, realizing I am spirit mm-hmm. and things begin to happen and uh, divine appointments begin to take place. And you begin to meet people that have been praying and asking Father for something, and you become that comforter messenger to them. And you wow. answer them, you know, I, 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 I hardly ever go anywhere where I don't try to spark some kind of conversation with a person next to me. And many times that's, that is a trigger to open them up that there's a need that, that I can answer them with. Wow. And we go about in earth as Jesus was as comforter messengers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what the word angel means, a messenger. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as winged angels. I know people right. like to have them, but they're not. They're messengers. And when Jesus told his disciples that he had to leave, well, the reason he had to leave, if he didn't, he would have been their their caretaker the rest of their life. That's all he'd been doing, healing people. And that's not what he wanted. So he had to go anyways. And if they didn't crucify him, I believe he would have left eventually. But he Mm -hmm. said, he said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. He said, I'm going to say, I'm going to pray the father. And it said, I'm going to, the father's going to send you another comforter. When you look at that word another, it means many. Mm-hmm. And the word comforter means teachers and leaders and guiders of truth. Wow. So that's what we are. We're comforter messengers. We bring we bring mm-hmm. people comfort with a true word. Because a lot of the word that they hear does not bring comfort to them. No. And then and then when you think of being a messenger, um, what would you say, what would you boil down the message to as a messenger? The message, the what well, the message to most people is that you're holy and you were born holy, mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do that can stop you from being holy. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the King James, it said, "Many are called, but few are chosen." Mm-hmm. But it actually means all are holy, but few choose to live that life. Wow. When you look it up, "called" actually means saint, and saints mean holy, mm-hmm. and and so the reason they don't lose uh, live that life is because they're not taught that they're holy. They're taught they that don't they're know sinners, who they are. <laughs> they don't know who they are whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the big message I give to people. My car tag says you are holy on it. And so at shopping centers, I get into lots of conversations with people. But just to yeah. let them know that they're one with God. They've always been born with God. And you, you didn't have to get born again. You needed to remember who you are. Mm-hmm. And yes. so the messenger comes to help people remember who they are. Uh, I, I had one, personally one came to me. When I was up at Rochester, Minnesota, uh, I in the beginning to find out what was wrong with me, I was supposed to be there a whole week for tests, and I saw the doctor that I went up there for, 
And he told me, he said, Roy, there's nothing we can do for you. We don't know for sure what you have. You're not bad enough for chemo. So he said, you need to go home, get a pain management doctor, another doctor, and you need to see a psychologist and psychiatrist because you're depressed. And it made me mad because <laughs> I wasn't depressed. Wow. So wow. I thought that was I, not I, a comforter helper no, right there. <laughs> and so, so I decided I'm going to come home early instead of stay the whole week. So the airline ripped me off that rather than let me pay $150 to exchange for a ticket, they charged me $875 to fly back to Oklahoma. And so I'm 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 packed up. I'm walking to the restaurant for breakfast. And I look up on a spiral staircase and there's a man that didn't belong there. He just did not look like he belonged there, a young man. He looked like he was on an African safari. Boots, an old backpack that looked 100 years old. Wow. And he, as he came down the staircase, he had his eyes fixed on me and he kept looking at me. I just got through teaching my church that Sunday that Jehovah, uh, Shalom is Jehovah peace. Shalom actually means, I'm sorry, perfection. It's perfection. That's what it means. Right. Nice. Jesus spoke perfection to the storm. And so he walked up to me, pointed his fingers in my face. He said, sir, I see eternal perfection in you. And then just walked right back by me. And I'm walking and I can't stop. And I say, sir, sir. And he said, I don't have time. I have other appointments. And I turned around. He was gone. Just completely gone. That was a messenger that slowed down. To visibility. visibility. Wow. I, I totally believe it. I've had similar encounters. So I understand. Wow. That is. Oh, oh it's yeah. perfect. What, that yeah. is beautiful. Shalom. Either a messenger like you and I are here mm-hmm. and we're physically meet somebody mm-hmm. or they're messengers that may have been here for years and they speed up and they slow back down. And mm-hmm. there's all kinds of testimonies of that. I had somebody uh, email me about three years ago or four years ago, thanking me for coming to Africa and ministering at their service and said, Brother Lawrence wanted to tell you, thank you for the shoes you gave him. I have no memory of that whatsoever. So you don't know where you're at when you're sleeping. Wow. That's I why totally I, I go to bed. Yeah. I say, Father, I give you my dreams. I give you myself. Wow. That's, that's, that is incredible. What an encounter, which was so, so, so I bet that, that kind of made, now, how did it take you a while to, to figure out like, what was that? Or did you just like, just know. I just believed it because I've yeah. seen other times when people have told stories about that. Famous people yeah. that on mm-hmm. you know they used to preach years ago that said that they have and transported other places. And yeah, I, I, I believed. I mean, I never saw it. I never thought about it in my life right. at all. I had a lady call me from Florida not too long ago and told me that her and I've been talking together in the evenings, and I've never been there. You know, so I don't know. Uh, and I'm not saying that to make myself. And, no, and I'm just saying we don't know what's going to happen the more and more we wake up to who we are. And this this and, is true. We're going to live like Jesus lived because, see, he didn't bring life and life abundantly. He, bring the, he brought the awareness that we have it already. Jesus brought us nothing. The cross did nothing for us as far as our relationship with God because we already had it. Yeah. it he was here to reveal the truth to us. It's a and revelation of what we already have. Yes. Mm-hmm. interesting wow that's really that's really interesting wow so and that said, and that's been, i'm sorry go ahead go ahead i was gonna uh, say i'll show you some translations here if you may oh yeah uh let's make sure we do that um so uh you had mentioned 
because you had mentioned earlier that there have been multiple mistranslated uh, things that were added um, yes. and mistranslated. So help us. Uh, I, yeah. And I, I believe you, I've seen it, but. Okay. So the problem in the Bible is there's, there's uh mis there's wrong translation. They're not missed. They're grossly done. They were done by the Catholic church, the mm -hmm. church of England. They translated the Bible from first. They translated, I think the, the real scripture to Latin. I don't know mm -hmm. if they actually had the real text or not. Some people believe they do, but they translated what they had to Latin. Then they mm -hmm. translated it to German, and then it was translated to English, mm -hmm. and then it's been translated 2,700 different languages around the world, mm -hmm. and then probably over 2,000 different versions of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And the King James is a version. I keep on to say, people, this is a version. Yes, it is a version. Uh, they even say King James version. version. <laughs> yeah, it's the King James version. And the King James was a puppet uh, a king of the Catholic Church. He didn't translate it. He just approved it. Right. That's all he sure. did. Right. So we start in the what we call the Old Testament, which there's no such word as testament in the Bible. Uh, I, I call it the old outlook and perception books and the new outlook and perception books. Mm, there's also only one covenant. There's not two covenants because God doesn't change. So mm -hmm. Bible changes covenant after Jesus. The, the covenant never went away. So Moses was supposed to have written the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of writing. I mean, I've written close to that, but not that much. He didn't have a computer. <laughs> right, right. So, but he did have God. But most of what he wrote was from his perception. Mm -hmm. Of course. It wasn't God. Mm -hmm. the, the Ten Commandments came from paganism, mm -hmm. mythological thing. There are lots of Ten Commandments for years. And what I think is funny is you think about the Mormons, okay? They have a holy temple. Mm -hmm. You can't go into that inner place unless you have been deemed pure and you have no sin whatsoever in your life well he did the same thing with a mountain he said you can't touch this mountain i'm the only one that can come up here mm. you think about that why why wouldn't god want to talk to everybody you know so he grew up in egypt they worshiped all kinds of gods yes. all kinds of mythological paganistic stuff so when he had this experience with god he made god like the other gods mm -hmm. i mean think about this and i are you a doctor a medical doctor i am i am okay well, you probably know this, the foreskin of a man that mm -hmm. he said, God said, cut it off. That's mm -hmm. the most erogenous zone in a man's body. Correct. It's mm -hmm. the most erogenous. Sure, so sure. why would God say cut that off of there? Mm -hmm. I think that's the reason so many men have problems with erectile, erectile dysfunction is mm -hmm. because that tissue is gone. Mm -hmm. They're older now, so there's no more sensitivity. Mm -hmm. Why would God do that? He wouldn't. Right. So that was not God. Mm-hmm. And so many people say all the time that God told me this and God told me that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's not true. Mm -hmm. So a lot of stuff in his writings are the same way. And then take Abraham. Mm -hmm. Abraham was raised in the Ur Chaldees. Yeah. He worshipped the moon god. And he also worshipped the god Moloch, which mm -hmm. was in the Valley of Gehenna, which is not hell. Right. It's the Valley right. of Gehenna. Right. And right. that god, they, it was a statue that burned. The arms were glowing white with fire. Right. They had Moloch. to put their babies on there. And if they flinched, if they showed any remorse, the the sacrifice was not accepted. Wow. So so what is Mo what is Abraham going to think when he hears God say, come up to the mountain and bring your son? What do you right. think he's going to think? He's going to think sacrifice. That's right. Yeah. So he's the one that mm -hmm. said, bring the sticks and all that. But when you right. look that verse up in the Hebrew, 
God did not say, bring your son up to sacrifice. All God said was, come up to this mountain range, bring your son with you, and I'll show you which mountain to send to. And what God wanted to tell Abraham is, I don't want your sacrifice. Exactly. That's all he wanted to tell him. It's the he heart of God. Listen. He doesn't. So he, he came up, he tied him on there. He started to kill him. And it was God. It said the messenger of the Lord, but it was God almighty that said, stop. Absolutely. And he's, and then he said, if you want to sacrifice and I haven't translated that, but, but what happened Moses still didn't listen. And he went and got a ram and sacrificed it anyways. Wow. He didn't hear God and the word obey is Shama. I feel like shouting right now. <laughs> it's Shama. And it says to listen with intelligence. Wow. Listen attentively. <laughs> Love it. So we don't need to obey God. We need to listen to God. Yeah. We need to listen to spirit attentively and then be able to, I, I be able to repeat what was said. So yes, much of the Old Testament was mistranslated and added to. And I can yeah. show you some of the mistranslations. I, I, this is so true. And what's interesting is I, I was, I actually interviewed uh, Dr. Bill Hanshu this morning. We were yeah. talking about this same thing um, of like God, God says, but we hear and it goes through our filter. So even if God was saying something, come up to the mountain, right? Um, we're, we're, we're thinking goes through my filter sacrifice, right? Yeah. You tell that for me. Yeah, oh, Asa. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> okay, oh, we we have we. This is great. It is good. No. To, it's good to be stolen from. It's perfect because we no. want it like out there. Um, no. But I mean, isn't that true? Even in our own lives, right? Yeah. It's a and so and and you just love God so much because He's so patient and kind in meeting us at which step we're at, right, or which um, filters we have. Um, and to, but to bring up, bring us up higher, bring us yeah. up higher, bring us up you know, higher. A young, young minister friend of mine, when I had my church here in Moore, Oklahoma, and, uh, he always wanted to go to the Philippines. His, his desire was to go to the Philippines and be a missionary and all that. And it was just never working out. And so I had a guy that come to our church and a gentleman and he, he practiced in what they call, uh, prophecy. And basically it's just a word of knowledge. And a lot of it isn't yeah. correct. And so he came and spoke to him that he was going to go to the nations. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see that you're going to go to the nations. Well, he took that as meaning I'm going to go to the Philippines. Of course, because he had a Philippine filter. So he sold his home. He Mm -hmm. had $50,000 in account there to prove that he can support himself. And he went there and nothing happened. He lost Mm -hmm. all of his money and he came Uh back with a young woman and two children. He married there. (laughs) But none of that happened. Because he filtered that through what he, so he's thinking, oh, God's going to give me this. And mm-hmm. you could tell thousands of stories like that. It, it, and and it's so, it is so true. And, you know, so with us and our, because we do tend to have filters, we are, we do tend to be focused with our physical eyes instead of our spiritual eye. Yeah, our, uh, will, our, our will, our will and our desire mm-hmm. if, if it's carnal, then that's what the word of God is going to come through. Yes, our will and our desire, mm-hmm. even even as we're as the Bible was being translated. Right. So th- through through filters of people and um, absolutely. And and um, which is why, you know, when when Jesus said a new commandment, I give you that you love one another as I've loved you. This is operating at that 
level where we're actually seeing with that spiritual eye because that's right. And so, and so, and I, I was listening to one of your messages today and you were talking about, I can't remember how exactly you worded it, but how, how seeing through that, through the lens of love, um, uh, you just see, you just love everybody. And that's something that you living life in love, living life in love. Yes. That's what I say. I'm living life in love. That's perfect. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So any other, um, I mean, I'm sure you have a a ton of them. Uh, and I, I said mistranslations, but you said, I can show that, but (laughs) share a screen with you here in just a second. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good. One my, I've got a note here because it'll save me time from looking this up. But one big one is a devil. Oh, okay. Now, people believe in a devil so much. And they uh, say yeah. they've seen Help devils. Us out here. <laughs> they've seen demons. And all they're doing is seeing what they've been fed all their life. You feed something in somebody's brain enough, then you're going to see it. Mm-hmm. You see yeah, a, that's true. a mentally, mentally ill person, they're going to say they're demon possessed. You see children mm-hmm. acting up, spitting, falling on the floor. You're going to say they're demon possessed. Mm-hmm. But Jesus used two different words when he was talking in the Bible when they they translated it devil. Mm-hmm. One of them is devil. Uh, it was New Testament twelve twenty eight, and it's dibolos, d i b a yeah, and it means traducer. That's all it means. Mm-hmm. But then Mister Strong's or the other people will write Satan, the arch enemy of God. When you're translating mm-hmm. scripture, you never write, read what they wrote wrote at all. And so it's it's traduced, and that was the law. That's what he used when he was dealing with the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. He was saying, you're of your father, the devil. He was saying, you're of your father, the traducer, the law, or mm-hmm. Moses. Uh, also, you can uh, it, it represents a law-minded person. That's a traducer. Mm-hmm. And so say you tell me that you're going to, you're not a doctor, but you're going to go become a doctor. Mm-hmm. And I'll look at you and say, honey, who do you think you are? You're just a young woman. You don't know anything. I'm traducing you, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. So that's when he used that. He used that with people that were trying to hinder him. When Peter got on to him and told him he wasn't going to go to Jerusalem, he didn't right. say, get thee behind me. Uh, say, he said, get thee behind me, traducer. Do, sir. For my intended purpose. That's in wow. every situation there. And then the other one is Diablo, Diablo. And it's the same thing. It's to traduce, the same thing. Mm-hmm. And when he dealt with people that were mentally ill and they were sick, mm-hmm. they weren't demon possessed. The guy mm-hmm. in the cave, he wasn't he wasn't demon possessed. He was mentally ill. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of mentally ill people that can do yeah. some pretty wild things. I'm sure you have too. Yeah. So he used the word Damion, D-A-I-M-O-N, and it means supernatural spirit of a bad character. Well, first, right off the bat, people think that's the devil because they think the devil's a devil's supernatural. But there's only one spirit, right? Right. And so that's talking about people. Mm-hmm. We are all supernatural. And, and that's another word. Other than natural, we're spirit, right? Sure. So people have taken on a bad character because mm-hmm. of their wrong awareness. They become sick because mm-hmm. of their wrong awareness. They become mentally ill because of what's been done to them. All kinds of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. So Jesus brought them back to their right mind. Mm-hmm. And Jesus healed them. Yes. That's not what he was there for, he, he, because all of that was not fruit that remains. Mm-hmm. All of that was temporal. He was there to heal us of our awareness, to correct our awareness, because if you can correct a person's awareness, then you can correct their life. 
Wow. You know, the scripture that says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Yes. It actually means that the man thinks in their awareness, so is their realization. Ooh, that's good. That's what it means. So that's our job as messengers is to change people's realizations. Mm -hmm. As a doctor, if doctors would start doing that mm -hmm. and not just deal with symptoms, but begin to change people's realization mm -hmm. of who they are and deal with other things, I believe people can walk free of a lot of the illnesses that they have. Well, I believe that too. And then I'm going to show you a couple of things here. Uh, one that I like, I'm going to share screen now. Yes, please. So, and so remind me when we start talking to unshare, because sometimes I forget to do that. Okay, right there. Share. So can you see my Bible program? I can. Wonderful. Okay. Which program are you uh, using? So this is a PC, uh, PC Bible. Nice. Uh, it's very expensive. I had some uh, people bought it for me back in 1996. And this one is the only one that has the, it shows the added words. Oh, and nice. Your versions, they've taken all the 9999 numbers out of it, completely out wow. of it. But I want to show you this right here. This is where Peter was, uh, well, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to show that one. I'm going to go to a different thing because I don't want, I'm, I'm sure we're about to run out of time. This is Luke chapter four. Yes. And Luke chapter four is when supposedly Jesus was taken up by a devil and the devil tempted him and all that stuff. Right. right? Mm -hmm. Well, it actually starts out with uh, he. Let me back up here just a little bit. It starts out with he took himself. Mm -hmm. And it talks about the devil said unto him. Well, the word devil again means producer. So mm -hmm. what he was doing, he, he had to be he had to pass a test. Before mm -hmm. he did the work of his ministry, he had to decide, I am who God says I am. Mm -hmm. And then he had to decide, am I here to take over because everybody wants me to heal them and everything else? Or I'm here to go to the cross and, and die and leave this place. Mm -hmm. So when it says he took himself up, the second he is a reflexive pronoun, himself, herself, their self. Mm -hmm. So literally what he did is he took himself to the temple. Mm -hmm. He got away from the crowd and he set up on a pinnacle. And in his mind's eye, he saw the kingdoms of the world. And mm -hmm. you can do that, can't you? I can sure. see where Africa is. I can see all the. And he knew if he wanted to, he was the only, only person at that time that had full authority over himself and the earth. And he could have ruled the whole world if he wanted right. to. But he just he said, no, I can't. And then he knew he wasn't supposed to go there. So, so it says right here in... Chapter 8, verse 8, I'm going to go up to the Greek and Hebrew linear, and I'm going to click on this. Nice. And I'm going to open those words up. And if you look up here at the top, it said, and answered Jesus and said unto him. But when you click on that, it's a reflexive pronoun. It's mm -hmm. himself. And I'll mm -hmm. click on it show it to you right here. It's through the Watch idea this. of a baffling wing, but it also says the reflexing, reflexive pronoun meaning self, mm -hmm. himself, herself. So literally what he was doing is he was talking, he, he was talking to himself, mm -hmm. but, wow. they, but they said, he said, get thee behind me, Satan. Mm -hmm. What are those numbers right there? Nine, 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 nine. Right. You click on nine, 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 and you go right down there. And it said, this word was added by the translators for better readability. <laughs> he did not say that. Wow. He, he was not talking to a devil interesting and when it said he went out into the wilderness the word wilderness means a place had been alone mm -hmm. so he went to the temple 
And then the 40 years, I can explain that to you later, but that's the number of the earth. He 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 brought himself down, if you would, so he could be go through this test like a calling mindful man, if you would. Wow. Like and because then it said when it was all over, it said he entered back into the spirit. And then it said the fame of him was heard all through the earth. So once he settled those two questions, he knew who he was, he could do what he was called to do. And wow. the church needs to do that. We, we need, need to know settle. if you are the son of God, if you are. No, I am a son of God. I am a daughter of God. I was right. born that way. And, right. and I am here to take over mm-hmm. because God gave me dominion or mastership over this earth. Mm-hmm. And that's what's wrong with the earth. The spiritually minded people are not ruling and reigning over the earth the way they're supposed to. Wow. Isn't that powerful? That yeah. is really powerful. Let me find another one here. That is so I, fun. I, I like this to... one. This one's pretty cool. Do study. Acts eight thirty two. Mm-hmm. This is the story of the of the uh, Philip and the eunuch. Mm-hmm. You remember that story? Oh yeah. Okay, so the the Philip's there, and eunuchs. He the eunuch is the the queen's main eunuch, mm-hmm. and he's driving in his carriage, and he's uh, he's reading out Isaiah. I'm kind of paraphrasing, so we won't take a lot of time here. Mm-hmm. He's reading out Isaiah, and the Spirit speaks to. Uh, Philip, it says, draw near to him. So he draws near to him and he's listening to what he's saying. And he pretty much says, do you understand what you're saying? And he's saying, how can I, unless somebody is sent to teach it to me? So so he said, get in the chair with me. And so they're riding along and Philip begins to explain what Jesus tried to teach to him. Right. What Jesus tried to teach to everybody, if you would. And so, uh, so they're sitting in the chariot and the guy, the, the guy, uh, says he says in verse 31 and he said how can I accept some should guide me and he desired that Philip would come up and sit with him and then he began to talk and then down here he said I pray thee to whom speaketh the prophet himself and other men then Philip opened his mouth and began to explain the scripture and then as they went their way they came into certain water and the eunuch said see here's water what does hinder me from being baptized well what would most church people say well, you need to get saved, right? Right. You need to say the magic prayer. Well, look what Philip said in the King James Version. And Philip said, If thou believest with thine heart that thou, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So let's see what those words are right there. Look at all the nines. Oh, my goodness. And they, uh... added, they added an entire <laughs> verse. Wow. <laughs> you, you can't enter into the kingdom of God unless you're saved. You can't. Unless you get filled with the Holy Ghost, all that stuff, they added all that stuff. Wow. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That is mind-blowing. That is and mind-blowing. then one more, one more. I've got a lot, of, but we don't have time. I have a video on YouTube on how I studied the Bible. I did it a long time ago, mm-hmm. and it's on YouTube. But I'm going to show you one in Romans 8, 24. I, I, I can't get out of Romans 8, so I'm particularly fascinated to see what this is. Yeah. Hey, I think I'm in the right place. Let me look here. Okay, Romans 8. Oh, Romans 124. I'm sorry. Oh, 124, yeah. Have you ever heard a ministry say that homosexuals or lesbians cannot be saved because of this? Oh, well, yeah, that's pretty standard evangelical fare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it talks about how they they change the truth of God into a lie. They worship and serve the creator more than uh, create creature more than creator mm-hmm. uh, for this for this cause god gave them up for vile affections 
So I'm going to look at this and show you something. Because my pastor for 38 years said that they could not be saved because God gave them up. Yeah, that doesn't so, sound like that, that I know. I picked anyway. this up not too long ago, and it just blew my mind because I knew it wasn't right anyway. Mm -hmm. So it says, for this cause, gave up uh, themselves. Again, it's a reflexive pronoun, God. They gave God up, not him. Yes. See that? Yes. Wow. And this is autos. It's a mm -hmm. reflexive pronoun. So for this cause, they gave God, they gave, gave God up. They gave up God instead mm -hmm. of God giving them up. And yes. there's another place further down. It's the same thing right here, verse 28. And even so, not they did like God to return. So they didn't like God. They didn't like God to retain their knowledge or any, and, but it says God gave them over to a reprobate mind. But literally, it says they did that. Oh, yeah. Now this, so this sounds like the God we know, right? Yes. 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 So so here's what happened in my, in my life. Kay and I was teaching living out of the spirit. I mean, uh, no penal substitution. I mm -hmm. taught it after she did. She, I, she taught like, I don't know, 20 different lessons. I taught like 58 because I never stopped. And so I, I thought, what am I going to do now, Lord? And Kay began to teach another series. And I thought, well, I'm just going to follow along and stay with her. I'm going to write books for her. And so I started it, I went and started transcribing, and all of a sudden I heard, you can stop doing that now. Mm. It's very plain, you can stop doing that now. And I thought, what? And I heard, I will transcribe to you. Oh. And so I immediately knew the Lord's spirit, and I, I, knew, I knew God's voice, so I stopped. And I just listened, and I said, Father, lead me which direction to go. And I heard the spiritual code and symbolism of the living word. And I thought, wow. And then that's when I taught the unforced rhythms of life. I wrote a book. I taught the blessings of the, uh, the wisdom of the single eye. And then I began to go more and more and more. And then I began to teach the metaphysical understanding of Romans. And I've got eight, eight books on that published, one more to publish now. And so what the spiritual code and symbolism, the code to the Bible is love. Thank you. Yes. If, if that's for Kay said the lens of the Bible. Uh, let me think again what the lens of. Oh, the lens of the Bible is love. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you can't see it through love, if it doesn't represent God's without a cause love, then it's either mistranslated or it's a false perception. Thank you. I am sorry. <laughs> this is a hot button for me. So thank you. Okay. <laughs> That's what it is. And also, what, what awareness, the symbolism to me would be what kind of awareness is this? Is this a carnal awareness or is it spiritual? So it's never about you. It's never about you personally. Mm -hmm. It's about your awareness because okay. you're perfect. It's your awareness that's messed yes. up. Yes. Well, of course, because he creates. Can I get an amen? <laughs> sons and daughters. Amen. As <laughs> as Christ, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. So as he is, so, yes. and so of course, we're we're perfect. But the, but the truth is there. I'm, I'm glad you said that because I love Jesus. I, I I love Jesus. I love what Jesus taught. There are other messengers out there that I love what they taught. No one did what Jesus did, though. Mm -hmm. yes. Jesus is the greatest comforter messenger. But everything now is based on Father. Jesus does not want to sing songs to him. Jesus doesn't want us to lift our hands and cry for him. I mean, we've been taught that all of our life. You know, we want to see Jesus. We, we can't wait till we get to heaven and we'll fall down at Jesus' feet. Well, what about Father? Yeah. 
all the all all the parables they're about father they're not about uh -huh. the prodigal son they're not they're not about the lost coin they're about father and jesus came to restore us back to our oneness with god isn't that beautiful and that's so hard for people because they say you're taking my jesus away from me but but i'm not i'm pointing you to the father and i wish i had it by memory but in, in isaiah there's there's a there's a there's a there's a gentleman that was one of david's generals and they were getting ready to go to war and he had all of the other david's generals there too and they were afraid they were going to lose and he was he was talking to father and father said ask me anything and he said i won't ask you i won't tempt you and i i asked a rabbi to help me with this once and she told me that they would come up with stories to help people so there was a young woman in their town that was pregnant and she was not a virgin he didn't say virgin. He said, there's a damsel among us that's pregnant. And before she gives birth to her child, where it will know good or bad, we will have won the battle because its name shall be called Emmanuel. God is for us. That was not a prophecy of Jesus coming. Interesting. Wow. That's very interesting. Very and, interesting. and Jesus was Mary, whether she was a virgin or not, it doesn't matter. But the reason they said she was a virgin is because they felt like we had to be cut off from original sin. Mm. But if you look at Jesus' genealogy, it goes all the way back through Joseph. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Doesn't it? Mm -hmm. all the way so why would it go through Joseph? So Jesus, I believe that they a lot of times when you see the word betrothed, it means they're married. I believe they were probably already married. I believe she was already pregnant. And I believe the messenger came to her, which it said he was a man. When you look at the name, Gabriel is a man. He told her this child that you're birth birthing has a mandate, a mission ministry on their life and keep him away from religiosity. I love it. Okay. Oh, fascinating. I'm glad we're doing it like this because nobody can throw a stone at me. Isn't that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So good to grapple with these things. This is fascinating. So, wow. So um, I guess we're kind of, unfortunately, we're, uh short on time how uh, final words final admonitions final encouragement <laughs> well i just want to encourage people to when you hear something that kind of goes against what you uh what you believed all your life don't say i don't believe it and or this isn't true say i don't understand it can you explain more yeah i put a post the other day on uh global grace seminary and a gentleman come over there and said this is not true you know and he wasn't mean but he just said this is not true he should have said if he was wiser he should have said can you explain more mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we've got to quit doing that because we cut ourselves off to truth mm -hmm. and yeah. so seek truth the bible said the truth is what will make you free mm -hmm. and the word truth when you look it up it says the not concealed word when oh, jesus wow. said the truth it's the not concealed word and the make you free means you'll experience your, your freedom that you already have. And so a surface level, the word is not the truth that's concealed really bad. Yeah. And so I'm here to help you. If you need me, I have, I have, uh, I, I don't update them a lot, but I try to my, uh, my podcast, they're on almost every podcast source there is mm -hmm. under Dr. Roy E. Richmond. My YouTube's Dr. Roy E. Richmond. My Facebook, I mean, my webpage crashed the other day. I tried to make it uh, where to work on the phone, and it just blew up. So I'm, I'm going to have to get a new Facebook uh, webpage. <clears throat> We're also, <clears throat> my daughter started a, an Ecclesia group page for me. 
but it's not a group page for people to come to make comments or whatever. I'm going to start. I'm going to start doing classes. So in, uh, I think it's uh, August the 18th. I'm going to start teaching a class every Friday. It'll be a one hour or so, and I'm going to answer questions just like this. They're ordering my book, simple, uh, simple answers to what seem to be difficult questions. And there are a lot of young people. They're in their 30s and their 40s, and they've been speaking, seeking certain uh, spiritual things, but they don't want to throw their Bible away. They want somebody to explain the Bible, so I'm going to start doing that. Yes. Isn't that, yeah, and that's true in, in everybody's deconstruction. Oh, my goodness. There's there's value, even if there are er- errors, mistranslations. I know I'm saying it wrong, but there's yeah. value. So yes. let's go to it from a spiritual perspective rather than a carnal perspective. Yeah, right? you, you just need to mine it out. You just All you need to do, if it's not love, then you, there's people like me that can help you. And I enjoy doing it. I enjoy doing FaceTime videos all the time with people. And I, I answer questions. I mean, I can't do it every, all day long, mm-hmm. but there are people that can help. And Kay, what Kay's teaching is powerful. I mean, so, so nobody, we're not without help today. God has lots of messengers. Thank God. Isn't that, isn't that beautiful? I'm so yes. grateful. So grateful. Well, this has been exhilarating and fun and thought provoking and makes you want to dive in there more and just investigate, search out, mine mine out the gold and the silver. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's stored up for us. Well, thank you. Um, so other than your uh, Facebook page, I guess website's not working right now. Uh, any other uh, place that you'd like to direct people if they want to contact you or find your yeah, resources? Uh, you can contact me my email at drroy, middle initial E, richmond at cox.net. And you can email me or best way is message me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I'm at my max of 5,000, but you can follow me. And I think you can still message me. But it goes up and down. Sometimes I hit 5,000, then five or 10 people get mad at me and go away. And then <laughs> you know, I'm kidding. But it goes up and down usually somewhere around 30 or 40 under that. But uh, I, uh, I I just, I like to be available. I like to help people. So if you if anybody wants to do a Zoom meeting, like get a group of people, some of your friends that are church staff that wants to ask questions, I'd love to do it that way. You know, you can kind of do it away from the crowd and see if you have an interest in this. My books, uh, like I said, on Amazon, those are the books that I used to teach from, mm-hmm. but they have some powerful truths in them. And mm-hmm. just realize that you don't want to get stuck there and stay there. But if, mm-hmm. if you're in the redemptive view and Jesus is what it's all about, you'll love those books and they'll help you. I would have loved to have all those books back when I was there. Right. But if you want to climb up higher and you're hearing this voice that come up higher, then my current books are at Lulu. It's HTTPS colon backslash backslash www.lulu.com forward slash spotlight slash Roy Richmond. There you go. That was real fast. <laughs> there you go. They'll, they'll be able to rewind. But yeah, I'll send you those yes. like, messages. And, I, and I'll put them in the notes. So that'll be an easier way. So wonderful. Right. Well, it has been so much fun, so I'm much honored. to chew on and dive into. I feel like I, I want to go and do some deep dives. And this is really Good. amazing. So I so appreciate that. It's been a joy. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Roy and You're Roy. Welcome. Welcome. And uh, I hope you'll come back again. I would love to anytime.
Well, thank you. Well, everybody share and start digging in. There's so much to grab a hold of and so much life in that. So thank you so much. And everybody, you have a wonderful day, evening, whatever time you're watching this. Bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.